I live by routines, but I especially love my same-day delivery routine with Shipped. And my shopper knows this about me. When Sunday rolls around and I place my weekly stock-up order, Joe sends texts from the aisles. Wilted lettuce? Nah, hard pass. Deal on my favorite sparkling water? Whew, grab two. Fresh flowers just because? Hmm, sounds like a delightful idea. If you love routines that work for you, get Shipped same-day delivery. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs of all ages, not cats. Cats do not tune into the Shark Factor. This isn't a podcast for cats. Except Jordan's cat, of course, because Jordan's cat is tuned in. Locked in for the Shock Factor podcast. I had a lot of his uh, cat's drinks at his wedding this summer, actually. So, of course... <laughs> Your cat's included, but I am joined as always by the beautiful, handsome, and they smell nice today. They smell really good today. I don't know what it is. Jake Mintz, Jordan Schusman, how are you guys doing? I haven't put on deodorant in a week, Steve. Not sure what you're smelling. It's the oh. nature. Thank God for StreamYard then, uh, keeping us safe from Jake's uh, odors. It is so good to see you, uh, Steve. It is our first weekend recap podcast jake and i are uh, at spring training i'm in arizona jake is in florida but guess what we both made time to watch a lot of college baseball while we were down here and so we are going i'm excited to talk about the ball we all saw we all saw some college baseball irl this weekend I'm so excited to talk about it with my dear friend steven oh it was such a good week it's a rare week where everyone is going to get to have an in-person experience and get to talk about those which is fun Jake, Steve, how many times do you think the song "The Boys Are Back in Town" was played at college baseball venues across the country this past weekend? A hundred? Uh, a thousand? I gotta say, the percentage is a tune, and probably similar to the percentage of teams going to away trips that watch the Wolf of Wall Street on the bus. I will. <laughs> That's true. Nothing think gets it, you. Nothing gets you ready to get Mercy World like. Oh, <laughs> well, I was just going to say that I feel like we need a there. We need a, a slight remix. That's just the boys are in town. Right. Because sometimes there are a lot of tournaments all over the country. Sometimes these guys haven't played in these in these places. I know Oregon State coming down to surprise like 10 years in a row. So in that case, in that case, they were indeed back in town. But in other places, they were in town for the first time. And with the transfer portal, it's <laughs> the new boys are now in town. Yes. Yeah. I think they need to regroup and just kind of rewrite the song, an updated version, like many people are saying they need to do with the Constitution, making it apply to today's terms. I, I think that's the way it goes. Jake, you look confused. Oh. <laughs> Civic. <laughs> look, dude, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> you know me. You know me, the super political Steve, who's running on the platform of dingers and dongs, and that's it. That's all we're looking that. for. Well, well good news. Good news. Many, many a home run to discuss on this episode. Yeah, of the Shock I've reached podcast. A point, just quickly, I've reached a point where I saw some guy, I think he was on Wichita State, hit a 490 foot home run. 
Oh, and yeah. my first thought was, I can't wait to tell Steve it's not real. <laughs> yeah, no, my that, first thought was, my first thought was, that's it, only four ninety. <laughs> it it's just crazy that Giancarlo Stanton can't even hit home runs that far this time <laughs> of the year. You know, yeah, and we got we got Seth Stroh doing it for Wichita State. Like, sign me up. I'm here. We're for gonna. I I literally don't. <laughs> there is a four hundred ninety foot home run of the big leagues last year. Yeah, I don't think maybe maybe one, but it's not something that <laughs> we happens. Got one, just... We got one on the second day. And let me say this. I'm not complaining. Juice the bats up. Keep the balls juicy, baby. I love it. Jake, Duke hit eleven home runs in one baseball game. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like yeah. eleven homers to me, eleven homers in one game is crazier than one four hundred ninety foot home run with metal bats. Um, Let's get into 11 home runs in one game. Yeah, you want to? I saw you, it live you, and in you, the flesh. Okay, so this is this is a good transition. Let's 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 start with you, Steve. What? Where were you? And what college baseball did you see this weekend with your team? So, I was at Coastal Carolina for the baseball at the beach tournament, which was a lot of fun. Lots of good baseball was played. There was a lot of action. Did any of the, teams, the teams that were there? Did any of the teams go to the beach though? I, I believe so. I would like to think so. George Mason's hotel was literally a 10-minute walk from the exit to the beach. If I'm on that club, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to enjoy it. You know, you're right there. It's a it's a weekend where Indiana, Duke, and Coastal Carolina may have not, you know, welcomed you to the college baseball season as, as well as they welcomed each other and their teammates. I was going to say, so, I was gonna say going to the beach might have been the most welcoming part of George Mason's weekend. <laughs> Which, hey, that's all part of it. Sometimes you're the windshield. Sometimes you're the bug. It happens. Some You, you got to do that to get your skin tough. But I love the baseball at the beach tournament because my first experience playing college baseball was baseball at the beach where it was App State, Coastal Carolina, UVA, and ODU, and we just got pounded. But – here we are like 10 years later and things are going pretty okay for me. I'm, ha I'm having an okay life. So it, it's a rite of passage truly. And unfortunately my friend Rusty and his, his uh, squadron of George Mason, they went through that rite of passage and Duke may or may not have hit 11 home runs, which you take my friend Rusty and those feelings out of it. It was a lot of fun to watch the home runs fly. AJ Gracia, a freshman, he has, I believe, four hits to his name in college baseball. Three of them are home runs, all from the same game, all yeah. against George Mason. This kid hates George Mason. I don't know what the Patriot did to him, but he I, hates him. So George Mason this weekend went 0-3. Uh, they lost to Coastal Carolina in the first game of their season by a score of 26-0. Uh, they lost to Duke 23 to five, and then they lost to Indiana uh, in a competitive uh, nine to three showdown. I love that they allowed 11 home runs and allowed fewer runs than the game they played the day before <laughs> when they allowed 26. Well, I or I love that they allowed 11 home runs and then allowed nine runs the next day to an Indiana offense that is better than Dukes, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think keeping them to single digits, considering how Indiana was swinging it, that's that's a pretty good achievement. I think the Patriots issue is that they're not in the Patriot League. Um, I, I know, listen, we love the A-10, but like, that's where you would have the advantage if we could. We had a lot of movement here. Could we get them in the Patriot League? Bill Belichick is available 
<laughs> the Patriots could use some help. Steve, what was the experience of seeing 11 home runs in one game in person? What what home run, what number home run were you like, wait, what number was that? <laughs> <laughs> AJ Gracia's second home run, I was like, Okay, something's up because, you know, Alex Stone is a giant human being. He hit a home run that went very far. And I was like, okay, no, makes sense. He he should be hitting these home runs. AJ Gracia was like, off the bat, one of them sounded like he kind of capped it, still got out. I was like, this guy has the power of the baseball gods behind him. Something is going on where there's going to be a lot of home runs. And don't get me wrong. It still was a hard hit baseball. It just didn't sound like the others. Like, I feel like in today's game, you know, the past weekend of college baseball with the way the baseball has been sounding off the bat, you can, it's like one of those, you know, comic home run numbers where it's like, okay, this ball is going 490 feet. It sounds like they're hitting a golf ball with a slow pitch softball bat. But when, when they're going out and it doesn't sound like that, that's when I'm like, okay, today is a good day at the yard to watch the ball for. Do you think that George Mason's, uh, let's be kind, less than ideal weekend at the ball yard had anything to do with the fact that you joined them for Wet Eggs, the official sponsor of the Shock Factor podcast. You joined them for Wet Eggs the morning before their first game. What did you put in the eggs, Steve? I think that's the problem. There was a lot of talk about the eggs. There was a lot of people murmuring about the eggs, talking about the viscosity and the moisture levels. <laughs> but I didn't see anyone actually eat an egg. So I think oh, I think okay. the lack thereof, the lack of consumption, is is the problem here. I think that could do it. Because, you know, I see, from my perspective, you get in my shoes, you look at it from my my perspective. I walk into this hotel, and I talk to these guys. They talk about the eggs. It's great. I have a lot of fun. I go to the field. Game doesn't go great. I hadn't seen them eat eggs. So we go back. We run it back. Maybe they do eat eggs. Entirely different story. You know? Yeah. I, really, yeah, I just think that that's a huge oversight from them. If you go down to breakfast from your hotel, and there are legal PEDs, available to you in the form of wet eggs which we all know and you don't we eat know them. that yeah on you it on you. it's the eggs everybody talks about you know that kid's got home run juice in his bag what do you think they're pouring on these eggs you know it, it it's home just insane that people people will overlook the home run juice but on the other side of things coastal Duke, Indiana. I mean, these teams were putting on a show. I was really impressed with the baseball I saw out of them. I was still impressed with George Mason at times, but there were obviously more bright spots for the Coastal Duke and Indiana teams. And on the mound, Duke, they're the real deal. I, I know we talk about Wake Forest and Arkansas having insane pitching staffs. And Duke kind of, I feel like they flew under the radar till I got slapped in the face with it, with like Jonathan Santucci and all those guys. They can really toss the ball and offensively, like it, they're a team that's going to make some noise this year. I was, uh, we're going to, at the very end of this uh, episode, we're going to update our, our team's draft standings. 
I've uh, gone through and, and and updated those. And I have Duke and Indiana. Jake is already hiding because of some of his results of his teams. <laughs> but hey, it's early, boys. <laughs> Week one. We got a long season ahead of us. Anyway. I, um, wait, this is yeah. a good transition to the games I saw. Oh, sure. Because sure. I saw two of the teams I drafted play one another. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Yes, I, I forgot. Saw, you took UConn too, yeah. I took UConn and Louisville. I saw them face off at USF in Florida down here. And I remember I sat down and I was like, oh, awesome. Like, I get to see Louisville. I took them. And then I was like, oh, shit. I took UConn, too. <laughs> and then I was like, hey. oh. I was like, oh, guaranteed to win. And then I was like, oh, guaranteed a loss. Damn. Uh, I saw that game, really competitive game, UConn walking off after hitting. So they hit back-to-back homers, I think, in the eighth inning to tie it, and then they walked it off in the bottom of the ninth. UConn's roster, just chock full of D3 transfer legends. They got a D3 guy hitting in the... What is that? You put a hearts out there? Yeah, I yeah love that. For, my, for my... For Paul love Tomorrow it. and, and, Paul and tomorrow, Jake Studley. <laughs> they got D3 guys in the three and the four hole, which is just fabulous. Uh, so I saw that game, and then I went down and saw St. Thomas, the Tommies, against the St. Louis Billikens in the snowball, snowbird classic. Uh, Jordan, I had a scout, a friend of ours, a big league scout, make a point about how media members that cover the big leagues don't go to spring training when there are games going on. And he said, like, you know, people who actually like baseball go to spring training when there are baseball games. And I responded, do not talk to me. I watched eight innings of St. Louis against St. Thomas today i got real heated not to say that those oh, yeah. games are bad st louis was pretty impressive yeah but it was sloppy at the end of that endeavor yeah well that's I, fair yeah any of the cold weather teams you know it, it's all you gotta fall out that was yeah, just part of the falling out. process did you yeah. find out what a billiken is while you were down there did anyone grace you with that info did you see a billiken probably not because you're breathing so I saw 25 Billikens fighting and dying for one another out there on the ball field. Steve. Well, and hey, hey guys, if we if we learned anything this weekend and said if we're if we're projecting forward in the A10, we're feeling a little bit better about St. Louis than George Mason. Is that? I mean, it seems like we can probably say that. Hey, <laughs> maybe hey. maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be what wrong. What do you see? What do you see? Um, so it's just, you know, you mentioned, so I started off real nice and sloppy down here in Arizona with a 11 or 14 to 11 and 12 innings, Western Michigan versus Michigan. Oh. Um, let me just tell you the, the moment, the first, the first, uh, bunt, um, thrown down the right field line by a left-handed pitcher of the season was just, it was like, oh, college baseball uh, is back, baby. Um, and shouts out, shouts out to Western Michigan, who I, I know Michigan's, you know, certainly not, they've uh, trended in the wrong direction since their appearance in Omaha. Um, but they still have some real talent, certainly on the offensive side. Uh, pitching was uh, no bueno uh, for, for those two teams, but definitely some, definitely some entertaining baseball. There was, a lot was happening at the, at the very least. Um, so that was, that was cool. And then, and then I was at the, uh, probably the best game of the weekend was Kansas State and Cal, a uh, bunch of, you know, potential first round picks in there, Rodney Green, Caleb Lomvita. Um, I didn't see Tyson Neighbors pitch, but I did see Kalen Culpepper. Of course, I am his his number one fan. I got to see him uh, hit a like a 410 foot triple uh, over the head of Rodney Green. Just an incredibly impressive athlete. 
Um, and, and yeah, so that was a, a pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid game. Uh, then the next day I saw, uh, and then I saw Grand Canyon USC highlight of that was, uh, Zach York. I mean, what a freaking hitter who's just an absolute unit in the best possible way. Do you mean um, Zach Torque? <laughs> let me, let me tell you. Oh, this was, this was cool. Before that game, they had, um, uh, Homer Bush Jr. Uh, threw out a, a first pitch to his dad, which was cool. Of course, he was on Grand Canyon last year. And then it was also uh, Kyle Hurt through to Blake Sable. So to uh, USC USC alums uh, also in the house for that. So that was some kind of a random uh, first pitch assortment. So nothing too memorable for that game. Austin Oberon's very fast uh, USC outfielder. Um, and then the, the real highlight, though, and I'll get to this a little bit later with my player of the week, Oregon State against Bakersfield. And um, I'll save the, the Bizana story for, for later on the podcast, but he was outstanding. I saw him at two home runs, and there was a, a funny sequence that I'll, that I'll get to later. Um, and I am going to see one more game, Kansas State in case uh, in Arizona State are playing on Tuesday, so I'll be at that game as well. So it was good. It was, it was a good time, Steve. Yeah, that sounds like a great weekend. And if you're a Kansas State fan, just know if you show up at any game, Jordan's going to be there. It doesn't matter where you are. He's going to show up. I'm following you, Pete Hughes. <laughs> I, I got to see as many Culpepper ABs as possible. Don't mess you, with Pete you gotta, Hughes. You got to get him in. in. Don't mess with Pete Hughes. He was in the town. He's Yeah, no, that's that is definitely not someone uh, I, I want to be following. That's, <laughs> that seems very risky. Hey, before, before we go any further, you know, Steve mentioned baseball at the beach, and I think this is a great time to shout out our sponsor, the Atlantic Ocean. Without him, <laughs> baseball at the beach would be impossible. So true. it would, it would be downright inconceivable without yeah. the Atlantic Ocean right it would there. Just be it would be baseball near the sand. <laughs> yeah, it, and you know, you talked about going to war for your brothers, and you know who goes for the war? Soldiers. Speaking oh, of soldiers, soldiers, have you heard of our sponsor, Soldier Sports? And the 2025 Soldier Tank BB Core baseball bat by Soldier Sports. This isn't just any bat. It's lighter and hotter than any of its predecessors, much like me when I was younger than I am now because I'm only getting worse with age. This is thanks to its infused power alloy technology. Yeah. Ad read pause. You're lighter than you were now when you played. You're lighter now and hotter. I don't know about hotter. Physically, I don't think I am hotter just because when I was 280, always sweaty. Always sweaty. So that's where okay. that's oh, where I it's like I'm more attractive. I think like the soldier sports bats, you are lighter and hotter than you've ever been. And not only that, when Jake grabs me by my ankles and swings me around, he hits home runs too. Crafted from over two and a half years of research and development, the Soldier Tank is the perfect blend of speed and power. Steven Shock is not a good blend of speed and power. It's taken about 27 years of research to get to this point, and it's only getting worse. You want to hear the Soldier Sports equation for extreme power? Then you, you take speed, you take mass, take impact, put it in one. Add them together, multiply them, do whatever math you want to do to them. It's going to equal extreme power. I've seen the Soldier Sports tank swung. It's got juice. No other bats have juice like it. The bat is priced at an incredible $311, which is just three easy payments of one oh and some change. You know, if if we're going the easy payment method, which I think is a great way to break it down. No chance of finding that by three on the fly. Oh, oh, dude. No, it's 103.75. 103.75. Keep keep going. Keep going, Steve. Keep doing the reading. Either way, 
But <laughs> either way, it's well worth it to swing the top-scoring BB core bat ever. They're selling out fast, though, so head over to soldiersports.us to secure yours today. Jake, how uh, we do? You know, we're working on them. We're working Steve, on I'm, the Atlantic I, Ocean. Yeah, well, the, again, those ad reads, we thought those would have prepared you for the real ones, but alas. Um, Steve and I got to say, though, I got to say, think about it like this, right? When you listen to a podcast and there's an ad, most of the time, you just press 30. You press that little mm-hmm. 30 on your phone, and then you're listening to your pod again. You're not doing that with our Soldier Sports ad reads. That's for damn uh-uh. not when Not when Steve starts saying words into a microphone. You yeah, have because not, if, not, if you... Not when Steve's trying to divide by three. <laughs> nah, because if you hit the skip 30 by the start of the ad read, that only gets you to the second paragraph. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, Steve, but, let's, uh, let's, let's transition. Uh, yeah, moving our, along. Our next, our next topic, of course, this is something that we, we've uh, you know, introduced uh, previous seasons. This is something that's very, very important to us. Uh, and we have, you know, we're going to give out more traditional awards later on with our player and pitcher of the week. But we have to bring back a classic, Steve. So why don't you explain to us once again uh, about some giblets? Yeah, so, of course, we have the Stephen Shock giblet tickler of the week, which is going to, it's either a team, player, fan. It could really be literally anyone who was at a baseball game or thought about it. It can be anything. But the long the long story short here, fellas, is it's been months since my giblets have been tickled. And they yeah. got tickled. They got tickled. It was a great weekend of college baseball. But no one tickled my giblets more than Caleb Cozart. From UNC Greensboro. Now, have you guys heard of this Caleb, Caleb Kozar? Have you heard of him? Are you? I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm vaguely familiar. I know he was a transfer from UNC, but I don't know what he did this weekend. So tell me about it. Yeah. So a little bit about this weekend. This gentleman decided to go a casual six for eleven while smashing four home runs and one double, and that's incredible. And so, of course, we tweet about that. We share that. This gentleman has had a lengthy career. He started out at UNC and then transferred to UNCG in his sophomore season, I believe, or after his sophomore season. And then in 2021, he's redshirting because he's getting a little bit of Tommy John, getting it all fixed up. Finds out he has a brain tumor, finishes the 2021 season with the tumor, gets it removed, comes back, rehabs, best shape of his life for 2022, transfers to UNCG, has a great summer. He's going to pitch and, you know, two-way there. And... He just goes off. He absolutely goes off at the plate. He hasn't been on the mound yet, but I'm very excited to watch Caleb Cozart just throughout the rest of the season, see where his career takes him, because it's been an incredible story so far. Four homers on opening weekend, only seven. And he had a good year last year. He had seven homers in 45 games last year. He's already got four through three this season. So uh, that is some sufficient tickling. I think that is a great, a great shout out, Steve. Of course, of course. It, it, it sufficed. And the whole Cozart family, I do want to get into it. His brother, Jacob, of course, NC State has an absolute cannon. He has a third brother who's not in college baseball yet. And I'm going to keep him a bit of a mystery. But from what I've heard, he's like projecting to be a top 10 draft pick, apparently, from different publications. So oh, really? keep an eye out for that, too. Yeah. Okay. I, his I am, name I'm... is actually, his name is Shark Cozart. <laughs> uh close i believe his name is sam and you are very correct i believe this is next year's draft and this child who was born in like 2000 
seven is listed on his PG player page as six seven two thirty five. Yeah. So he appears to be a pitcher, um, unlike uh, his. I, I freaking hope his, so. His catcher, his catcher brother, uh, and. Uh, and Caleb, I don't know what position he plays when he's not uh, pitching. But anyway, that is a great story, Steve. Shouts out to the whole Cozart uh, family. All right, now we have to get to. Uh, we're going to bounce around favorite moments of the week, we and have we to have to. Be- this is we have to start with the most important thing that has happened yes. in college baseball, maybe <laughs> ever, maybe in the history of the sport. Okay, and it is it is related to. Uh, Jake's name here uh, on on our on our stream. If you're watching uh, on YouTube or if you're watching wherever, uh, Jake. Again, if you've been watching this, listening to this for 23 minutes, um, you're really and you don't know what we're talking about. Boy, are you confused? But Jake, why don't you explain to us uh, your name and then and then why why that is what we're talking about? Or I do the actually explain it first. Then then the name will will come make more sense. Well, my name right now. I'm going to do it the other way. My name is uh, Davis. Diaz's bowel movements, uh, and Davis Diaz is one of the better hitters on Vanderbilt's uh, team this year. And uh, Coach uh, Tim Corbin, who is, I think, one of the most serious individuals I have ever breathed the same air as, in a post-game interview when asked why Davis Diaz didn't play that day, simply said he had the shits. (laughs) Very matter-of-fact. He had the shits. I love him for so many reasons. (laughs) It's just so good because, you know, anytime a star player isn't in the starting lineup, there's so much speculation. There's so much just what's going on with this person. Are they dying? I'm going to kind of do a little. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had the shits. He's thrown out. Those are two kind of different things. I also just want to point that out. Not that we should talk about this for that much longer, <laughs> but um, that's uh, that's I, two very unfortunate symptoms, so, I guess I would so say. In our society, when someone has the shifts, mm-hmm. there are spaces where we say that like that, and there are spaces where we talk around it, and people know what's going on. Oh. Davis Diaz is having is got an upset stomach, right? And then everyone's like, "He could have said he wasn't feeling well." Well, that's great. And I don't think I've ever heard a baseball coach say that a player of theirs had the shits. And for Tim Corbin, of all people, to be the trailblazer in sharing that players of theirs have the shits would not have been my pick. What I couldn't upset. be more delighted. I couldn't be more delighted. What an upset. So the, the thing I just want to bring up about this, and then we can move on to our other favorite moments, is that Davis Diaz did come into this game as a defender in the eighth inning, at least according to the box score. And that is a demonstration of it, – it, they were, like, up by 10. So that's a – I mean, clearly he was not, you know, ready and able for the first uh, five, six, seven innings. But for him to manage to – Look, yeah. when you need a man in a pinch. I, but it's – I don't totally understand why, why he forced himself out there. Yeah. Why was he not able to go at the beginning of the game? I just forgot. Could you – Yes, yeah, Steve, what was it? What was the reason? It was uh, – he, he, he had the shits and was thrown <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. All right, thanks. Yeah. So just, just a minor case of the shits. Davis just Diaz? 
Davis Diaz, we wish you the best. Come on the show. Come on we the hope, show. We hope you are starting the next game for Vanderbilt, which is this me... episode of the Shock Factor is brought to you by Imodium. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday versus uh, the Dayton Flyers. We'll see if Davis Diaz is in the lineup. Steve, let us move on. Speaking Davis. of yeah, <laughs> speaking of guys who had a lot of the runs, let's talk about Tulane baseball in the eighth inning of, <laughs> of their game against Northwestern, in which before they recorded an out in the eighth inning, there was a walk, a single, hit by pitch, walk, 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 grand slam, single, scoring seven runs to go up 12-7 over Northwestern before even recording an out in the eighth inning. It was absolute anarchy, absolute chaos. Lots of fun to watch. Highly recommend checking that out. That was a really good highlight. There was just so much random college baseball action going on, too. Now, you guys, you guys, of course, you were in Arizona and Florida. Humid climates, uh, dry climate and humid climate. Two very different climates. Good for different reasons. <laughs> of course, for hair, you know, I prefer more of a humid climate. I don't really like it drying out. Ole Miss baseball was playing in Hawaii this weekend and under weather of uh, of their post-game box score recap sort of thing. For weather, they put good for hair or bad for hair. Bad, yeah, bad for hair. So bad what do you think hair, that means? How do you like describe that weather for me? I would say very windy and hot. So I don't really <laughs> understand because, you know, Hawaii, that's a humid climate. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, bananas grow there, tropical fruits grow there, lots of lots of coconut oil, I assume, is there, which is great for hair. So to have wind that's bad for hair, surprising. Mm-hmm. No, that's I I mean again, I just appreciate the creativity. Any way we can spice up a box score, I'm uh in full support. So no yeah. no complaints uh, from me. I just gotta know how many times they go in and type in just like average day like does anyone actually spice it up i am going to be looking out for i'm going to be keeping an eye out for more people spicing up the box scores because that that's great stuff hey everyone we're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors uh steve why don't you describe to me this triple play that the volunteers pulled off against oklahoma yeah, I would I would be elated to. So this triple play, we got Chris Stamos on the mound, and we get a bunt attempt from an Oklahoma batter because, of course, bunting wins championships. It's very important. But there's a runner on first and second. It's the top of the seventh. No outs. Chris Stamos on the mound. He throws. He delivers a pitch home. The pitch is bunted up. There is a diving play. A diving play from a pitcher. Pitchers aren't supposed to be athletic. Pitchers are athletes, by the way. Throws it to second base where. I believe Christian Moore steps on the bag and then tags the runner from first base out. So it's a one, I think, four triple play. <laughs> Just insane. Um, I, if you're watching and you're like, what's Jordan freaking out about? Other than this being a crazy play. Jake, do you know about uh, Chris Stamos? <laughs> because this gentleman, I did not realize was still in college baseball. He began his career at Principia College. <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the smallest, maybe the small, whatever. It's it's like one of the five smallest D3 schools in America, um, in Illinois. Their team, I think, now is down to like 
15 players. I don't know. It's like one of the smallest rosters in NCAA baseball. He transferred from there to Cal where he was for the last couple of years. And I knew about that. I assumed by now he was like 25. Apparently this is me finding out he's pitching for Tennessee. So I am all, <laughs> I'm all he, kinds out of whack, but what a play, what a play for Chris uh, Stamos. It says that incorrectly on his Tennessee page that Principia is a Juco. Like it says <laughs> Principia College Juco. It is not. It's a division three school. Okay. We played Principia my senior year and we beat them. We beat them 27 to one. Okay. And this guy's on Tennessee getting out. You, you scored more runs than players on Principia's roster. It, it actually double. looks it actually looks like they've kind of built it back up. I'm looking at their roster now, and it looks like they have like about 20 guys, which is a good sign. This program, um, this program had an adult on it at one point. And what I mean by that is there was a gentleman. Um, I actually know his name by heart, and I'm not going to say it out of respect, but there was a gentleman who was like 37 and like had never played college baseball and like, Wanted to go back to school to like get a degree, which is awesome. And he was, he made the team because they weren't very good. And he just like had a dad who like had like, like an older, like an older guy. Like he owned a restaurant in the town and was like playing <laughs> right field for them. I just, again, though, I want to, I want to make this clear. I'm, I'm looking at his, so it appears that Chris joined his brother um, on the team. Uh, at Principia in 2019. He was a freshman in 2019 when Alex was a, a senior. And in 2019, his freshman year, they had 16 players on the roster. Um, and now he is pitching at Tennessee. That is a, a glow up of a lifetime. And I am just, I wow, Steve, this is outstanding stuff. So, um, wow, wow. And yeah, triple play is also cool too, but I'm still yeah, you know, really but over even. Even more so. I, I like the rabbit hole you guys took us down way more than that. Percipia Athletics coming coming back from the from the depths, it seems like. And yeah. speaking of coming back from the depths, oh yeah. Did you guys yeah. see the Missouri Bears Garrett Ferguson? You, you see what Missouri happened State. there? This yeah, yeah, Missouri State, Missouri State. This is probably my favorite clip I saw all weekend in college baseball. If you haven't seen it, Garrett Ferguson takes a line drive back off the head. He is down and out, knocked out. He has no idea what happened. He's coming back to it. He's coming back to it. The video is his coaches and his trainer out there and catcher filming him, like, coming back to life, essentially, it seems like. And you can tell he's dazed. He's rattled. The play, the ball ended up ricocheting, ended up being a double play and an inning-ending double play. And this kid, as soon as he finds out, that you can see in the video, he mouths the words to his coach, who's clearly telling him what happened. He goes, no way. And then let's effing go. And that, that, that's college. This is what college baseball is all about. Damn it. I'll say it. I'll, I'll burn my one. This is what college baseball is all about on that. And it, it was good. See the whole screen sh shaking because of how good it was. But I, I just love that energy. The, it, it really is the embodiment of a college baseball player of, Eh, don't care. We got outs. It's great. It is a, it is a great clip uh, of him coming off the mound. So, and I'm glad he's okay. Also, like because comebackers are terrifying. Uh, our next moment is a very simple one. Uh, Sam Houston, our beloved Bearcats. Shouts out to Jason Barfield taking a series from the Oklahoma State Cowboys. 
Um, just absolutely love to see this. So, so I was in the Baltimore Orioles locker room both on Saturday morning and this morning. Monday morning. Colton Kowser, the highest drafted Bearcat of all time, has a locker like six lockers down from Jackson Holiday. Uh-huh. Oklahoma State University legend who never went there, but his of uncle's course. a coach and his dad, whatever. It's Imagine those Holiday. numbers. Can we just take a pause Imagine and just numbers. think about oh. those numbers? As a <laughs> Silly. Two, as a sophomore. Yeah, he would be not, not eligible. <laughs> He'd be a sophomore. Um, and every day, or the two days I saw it, Kazer would just walk in and be like, how about those Bearcats, huh, yeah. Jackson Holiday? <laughs> Although, did you see what happened today? The, yeah. Or I guess yeah, Sunday. Less. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> you know. He was like, yeah, that looks right. So <laughs> like, yeah, he's got the job done. 19 to 2. But hey, series dub is a series dub. So we'd love to see it always. And they, they ate him up, most importantly, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. And another fun play that there was, I think this was the most legit home run robbery of the weekend was Ty Wilmsmeyer from Arkansas mm -hmm. going up and over the yellow line a little bit for Arkansas, but they got just such a great clip of it. Like the camera angle of it was phenomenal. They slow it down to where like, there's no doubt and there's no questioning. Like this is one you tweet out. This is a home run robbery. And people are like, there there's no refuting this. The data will not allow for any argument, which I love. That That's very rare in a home run robbery, I feel like. I also love that, you know, and this is true in, in MLB too, like one of the great, you know, pictures we've had in the last 20 years is the Mike Trout catch in Baltimore. And a big part of that is that you can see the crowd right there. And you have that same effect here with this Arkansas clip where with the slow-mo amazing clip, you could see the crowd watching it happen very, very close. So shouts out to Ty Wilmsmeyer, uh, Missouri transfer uh, seems like one of those old boys that's going to really ball out this year uh, at Arkansas. So Yeah, good. just an absolute rover of the SEC. Now, moving along, looking at some action that occurred in the ACC and Big Ten, we had Illinois taking on Wake Forest, and this was one thing that really stood out to me. Everybody, of course, very excited about the Wake Forest baseball team, as we all should be because they're super talented. They did great this weekend. But I want to point out that Illinois' starter, Logan Tabling had seven strikeouts through two innings in Winston-Salem, which, you know, numbers, that doesn't work. Drop third strike, I assume. But either way, to go through the lineup, th that was – this was his first time, I believe, going above two innings in college baseball. He went four innings total, gave up only four earned, which against the number one team in the nation, not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but – Going into this game, I think he only had like 36 college innings under his belt, but I was really impressed with him. So he's someone yeah. I'm going to be keeping up with the rest of this season. Yeah, I agree. Stuff's really good. Uh, transfer from Wright State. Just hasn't really been healthy. He's pitched in a bunch of different summer leagues and seems like uh, Illinois, kind of an interesting landing spot. But um, to pitch like that against Wake, like that's that's a great example of like just striking out a bunch of Wake Forest hitters probably made him, you know, 50 grand in the draft, you know, like that's, that, that is the kind of thing that performances, especially early season like that can make a really big impact. So uh, very curious to see how he does uh, the rest of the season. 
Yeah, I'm excited for it. Now, there was another very exciting one. This is a riveting one. <laughs> this one was a mess. This one was a This mess. one is just such a typical. It's perfect. It, <laughs> I think Jake will really enjoy it. Of course, it was Florida Gulf Coast and TCU. In the bottom of the ninth inning with two outs, we have a drop third strike with Peyton Chatagnier on second base, which is an awful person to have on base when <laughs> chaos can ensue on the base path. And uh, chaos ensued, so... Jordan, what are your thoughts on this one? Okay, so, I mean, I t- basically, yeah. I mean, drop third strike, and basically, you know, Chatagnier goes hard around third, and then when they pick it up and throw to first base for what would be the third out to send it to extras, it's kind of like a collision at first, and the ball gets away, and eventually uh, Chatagnier scores, and they, they reduce the reviewing. This is the whole point yeah. of Peyton Chatagnier. It's like the, this, it's the, exactly. It's, and his, so, it's his masterpiece. It's it's perfect. That's that's why they brought him uh, to Fort Worth. Now, again, they do the review. Is there interference? Is there this whatever? Eventually, they confirm it. It's over. But it is. It was a very goofy sequence to end. Um, and I know FGCU. You know, they they really competed in that one. It's a tough way to lose. But I'm sorry, more so than the play. I am just laughing at this Twitter interaction. So Steve, our our college baseball hero, <laughs> tweets out the clip. You know, and the captions it still haven't processed the sending to the TCU game. Very standard. You know, Twitter caption. But totally normal stuff. Uh, a gentleman named Mark responds, you must not watch a lot of amateur baseball. Uh, <laughs> laughing emoji happens fairly frequently. <laughs> so, Who's going to tell him? Yes, this was the first clip Stevens ever tweeted, actually. It's, and I actually Steve's like, you know what? I'm going to start watching college baseball today, and I'm going to start with TCU uh, Florida Gold Coast. <laughs> because an ending like this, Jordan, is when you, uh, when you, it, it, when it's not like you should have made a good throw. It's you didn't even need to throw the ball. Oh yeah, great, Just totally. Put it in the pocket. Just put it in the pocket, man. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't do that. So, no. Hey, go ahead, Steve. Happens. But moving along, another guy who kind of called game in a sense. Now, a little bit earlier was Jalen Flores for Texas mm-hmm. hit this grand slam. That was absolutely electric. It gave them the lead. And I think they wrote, they eventually rode this lead out. I don't think this was the game they tied up, but what I want to highlight is at Texas, they have a certain area at the field called the Yeti yard, which of course in the age of NIL, everything's an ad, but this Yeti yard essentially looks like a bullpen for regular people to go into during baseball games and drink beers which is my dream come true in life and i i like from this jalen i watched this jalen flores home run and my one takeaway was holy crap that's cool second takeaway was i need to go there (laughs) his first thought is that's great the second thought is why does this need to be different than the actual bullpen yeah, but exactly. This also be the bullpen where guys warm up. How have we not noticed this before watching Texas games? Is, it, is do we know if this is new? new. It is new, new for the 2024 season. I believe they installed it like two weeks ago. It looks. I think we'll be seeing these things popping up in college baseball left and right because it looks low low cost. Like not to say it doesn't look great. Like it looks great. I would love to be there. But it looks, yeah, like just strap a fence on throw down some turf seems seems doable for a lot of people and yes. it looks like the beer stand in there looks like 
it really honestly the beer stand in the yeti yard kind of looks like a hot dog stand outside home depot (laughs) i don't know if you've ever seen one but looks looks doable um jalen flores is a super interesting player i he was very very famous high schooler and really struggled as a freshman uh but now he's just batting third and playing shortstop for texas and he's draft eligible um he was an old high schooler so like that dude could make a lot of money this year. Like, it's not like people don't know, know don't know who he is. He just wasn't very good as a freshman. So, um, and yeah, if he, he's going <laughs> to, Steve, it won't be the last time he hits a home run into the, into the Yeti yard. I promise you that. No, I, I will be there for one of them at some point. I got it. Like, it, it looks so fun. Yes. Now, the last one, of course, we talked about Seth Stroff's 490-foot home run, which, of course, no one in the MLB can do, but college baseball <laughs> players are just better and more talented, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, <laughs> and then uh, last guy I want to talk about is Trent Caraway, who hit mm-hmm. two home runs this weekend, welcoming yeah. himself to college baseball. Jordan, were you able to see any of the home runs live and in the flesh? I, I did not. I did get to see a few training. I saw him. I saw him bunt, which was funny. I, I showed up uh, to the second game and I, I watched him bunt and then immediately score on, on a Bazana homer. So I will just come. This will be a good transition to the to our, our players and pitchers of the week as we wrap up here. Um, he is, again, it's one of those things we talked about this when we saw LSU. We've seen some other teams just freshmen. They don't look like freshmen. Right. And that's really, I think, what stands out about, about a guy like Caraway. So um, it was also funny because he was batting ninth. Right. Like they had him down there. It's not like they were expecting much. And then he just came out hacking. He was like, all right, well, what do I got to wait around for? This New Mexico guy's going to throw me a fastball like I'm going to swing and I'm going to hit it over the fence. So it's just a reminder of how uh, absurdly talented. Uh, these kids are and, and and really exciting when they when they get to school so he is yeah that the Oregon State offense is ridiculous um, and I, I guess we can uh, transition this to my Bazana story quickly which is basically that I was over there um, at, at you know the surprise complex and uh, where the Rangers and Royals are and I stopped by the Rangers in the morning and I went to the to the Royals and um, I was at the Royals and the game started at noon <clears throat> And basically I was like, okay, I need to, you know, head back to Royals camp to, to do a few more interviews, but like, I can, it's so close that I can basically just walk over. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to walk over and see Bazana's second at bat. He had flown out in the first, like I'll walk over, I'll see Bazana and I'll go back. And I, I walk over, I literally just, you know, sidle up on the concourse, bam, just Homer, like within five seconds of me standing there. And I got the video and I tweeted it. I turned around and I went back <laughs> and then I finished my Royal stuff and I returned to the stadium I walk back up. Travis Bazana's up with two guys on. Within two minutes, bam, another home run. <laughs> and I was like, "This is the most efficient version of scouting." I, I mean, this is great. Ever. This is it's. If it, if it, if it was only this simple, say, so, "Oh, I want to see the best player and him to go do something." I mean, it was it was outstanding. So uh, I feel very fortunate. And yeah, I mean, obviously there was a billion scouts there. Um, he's he's not. He's going to be very rich in a few months. Um, and I, he's just. But that whole lineup, it, like that, the, the Beavers were a good pick for you, Steve, because that they they are going to just outscore a, a lot of teams. I, I wish I will say I wish they had some better competition this weekend, admittedly. Um, but I think we will. They will. They will prove it against some better stuff too. So uh, that was my player of the week. I'll I'll, I'll send it over to you, uh, Jake. For I know there was another highlight of college baseball this weekend that certainly deserves to be talked about. Uh, and then we'll come back around and do pitchers. Yeah, this yeah, really of kind of broke into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Matt Maskey Angelo, the legend, the ball magnet. He got hit eight times in three games. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He now this is I once actually did this in college though, but I hit eight batters. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. I'd believe it. So I, like I think him. my favorite thing about him, though, is like eight is an insane number and all. But he got robbed. He got hit with a stay right here. I tuned in in the eighth inning one game. He gets plunked immediately. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what is it with this? Like, there's no way that actually happened. Like, I felt like I was watching a practical joke. And the umpire, you know, does his hands up. The coach comes out to argue and all that. And they're like, I think they're upset that they might be throwing at him. And the other <laughs> announcer's like, like, dude, something's going on here. But it was just insane. I, I'm going to have him on on the next episode, so I'm very excited to pick his brain and, you know, just make sure that he's all together, you know? I, I 100% agree. I'm doing some uh, some research here to see how many major leaguers have not been hit by eight pitchers in their whole career <laughs> and hundreds more plate appearances. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited for you to, uh, to, talk, to talk to Matt. Yeah, I want to say Eddie Rosario, by the way, he's had like four in the – like 5,000 plate appearances, I want to say. So you, you were already doing this research. I only know it because it kind of just popped up on my feet after talking about this <laughs> kid a bunch. It was like, you know, people always say, don't let your phone know too much about you. Let your phone know all sorts of things about you. It, it really personalizes things. It's been great for me. You know, if if I didn't have cookies on, how would I know that I needed that portable sauna right there? I wouldn't. That's the uh, beauty of it. For my player of the week, though, I got a oh, man. It's tough. There were a lot of good ones. I want to go with Clayton Digart, though. Digart okay. mm-hmm. um, from UTSA, who in, he threw eight innings, gave up eight hits, one walk, only one earned run, and it only took him 84 pitches. That's an absolute clinic in pitching to contact. And if you're like, hey, wait a minute, that's not pitching to contact. That's a uh, he, he's just not filling up the zone. Guess what? He didn't have a single strikeout. That is literally textbook definition, <laughs> pitching to contact as best you can. That is very, very impressive. Is he uh, your 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 player too, or just your pitcher? Did you have Oh, player? I started with pitcher. Led with okay. pitcher. I'm a pitcher led player. Player. That's, that's understandable. <laughs> that's it's very fair. Uh, yeah. What, so, yeah. Go ahead. If you want me to go with a player of the week, though. There, there are a few that stood out. I want to go with AJ Gracia though, because anytime you watch a young man hit three home runs in person in one game, they they earn you saying they did good on your podcast. That's just a fact. You know, everybody yeah. knows how the rules go, so I'll do it. I'll do it. He was he was really impressive. He was really fun to talk to as well. He just talked about how he was happy that he wasn't facing mm-hmm. Duke's pitching staff, which that's hey, super fair. I would be too. Smart guy, smart guy. Uh, Jake, who you got for uh, for pitcher of the of the week? Paul Skeens. <laughs> okay, fair, good pick. Yeah, I saw Paul Skeens in person today in the Pirates locker room, and it just reminded me how special that was, gentlemen. And I don't want to look backwards and not appreciate the present. But what a wonderfully fortunate thing we were able to witness last year. That man is a moose. He <laughs> is a hoss. He is a donkey and a half. I am just flummoxed that we witnessed him obliterate college baseball. Because um, seeing him in a big league locker room was like, well, yeah. 
(laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Uh, That is a great, that is a great shout out. Um, And I will also say just to piggyback off of that, again, it's not as, again, the physical part is I think what you're getting at. Uh, Rhett Louder threw for the first time as a pro uh, this weekend in Red's camp. And just thinking back again to those that, that game in Omaha, and he was also throwing quite hard. Maybe not Paul Skeen's hard, but people were freaking out about Mr. Louder in Red's camp. So, yeah, we were very fortunate to watch these guys at the college level. My pitcher of the week is A.J. Russell. A.J. Russell struck out 10 for Tennessee. This was not someone I knew anything about last season. And I think by the end of this year, we are going to know a lot about A.J. Russell. He is a sophomore, so not draft eligible. But talk about the Tennessee arms that have come through. Sure, they lose Chase Burns. This dude was just unbelievable. Another kid from Tennessee wasn't really that like high of a prospect, but he's gigantic. His fastball is ridiculous, and he made Texas Tech look very, very, very silly this weekend. So uh, I am watching A.J. I'm very excited to lock in for A.J. Russell starts uh, moving forward this season. So shouts out to him. Uh, Steven Schock. You, your name is on this podcast. It is. And uh, that is my uh, transition to the update. Uh, before we say goodbye for the Shock Factor Teams draft, of course, we did this right. going into the I'll season. I'll see you guys. Uh, no, 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 wait. Oh, no, 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 he you. said before. Before he says it. <laughs> Jake, don't you, don't you go anywhere quite yet. Uh, again, uh, remember, go by, you can go back and listen. We drafted teams uh, from the top 25, not straight from the top 25, from the, from groups of five within the top 25, and then as well as from just missed, and then a couple wild cards. So we each drafted 10 teams. We're tr- tracking all year long with a scoring system. Every, every win is one point. And I just wanted to give a quick update before we go, uh, and I will try to do this every week uh, as best I can. Uh, Steven Schock, you are in a very comfortable first place by a lot. Steve's 10 teams went, and I'm not going to read all the teams, uh, Steve's teams went 24 and five uh, this weekend. Oh, he is, he is an, uh, just absolutely on fire. Um, and Coastal had two of those losses, so that's that tells you how good uh, Steve. I'm going to have to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. I have to talk. To him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am in second place at 22 and 10. Uh, LSU 4-0 helps me. Stanford not looking so good. They dropped the Did game. My today. guys somehow go under 500, Jordan. Uh, no, fifteen and eleven for for Jake's boys, uh, which is with when you consider the schedule is is not ide- ideal. Uh, the Trojans zero and three, uh, Louisville zero and two, um, and I guess Tennessee lost one in the game. Northeastern one and two. So oh. they played some tougher teams. So I, I guess I'll give you that. So again, it's early. It's early. I'm looking good on the RPI then. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah. I, I'm very confident that Jake's SOS is better than Stephen I Steve. <laughs> I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel very, very good about that. Uh, but anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. I think that'll be a fun thing to follow. Uh, during the, again, I, I recommend going back and listening to that as the last episode we did. So we can end on that, Steve. You are the best. Steve, uh, close us out and Jake can get out of his car. Jordan, I appreciate you uh, keeping us updated on that, not making me do math. And Jake, I'm going to actually make this outro take 35 minutes, so you have to stay in your trunk a little bit longer. The Gettysburg Address was given on... No, thank you all so much for tuning into the Shock Factor podcast. It was a great week one of college baseball. There was a ton of action, ton of home runs, ton of strikeouts, ton of people throwing hard, and a ton of excitement, believe it or not. There will be even more excitement all college baseball season long. Florida will will join the party. They'll play baseball games too, and so will St. John's. They got rained out this weekend. We didn't get to see much of them. We didn't get to see all of Jack Caglione's glory. So make sure to tune in next weekend 
to actual baseball and then tune into our podcast to us talking about that actual baseball. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. The Shock Factor Podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.